0: And my mom heard me call my stepmom, mom, and got in the car and drove 18 hours to pick me up. Oh, no. (laughs) Yep. And brought me all the way back
1: to Texas. You're listening to the Nacho Kids podcast, where we discuss all things step family related, real stories, real people, real help. Your hosts are the creators of the Nacho Kids Method and the Nacho Kids Academy Step Family Coaching Team, Lori and David Sams.
2: Welcome back. You're supposed to say you hadn't left again, David. <laughs> we, was, <laughs> we did this last time. Oh, your memory's improved. Um, yeah, I got yeah. an extra hour of sleep. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Today is September the 17th, 2021, and you still have an opportunity to sign up for the step family summit and to do so you go to nachokids.com slash the step family summit cool yes they can still sign up for it all right i think i'll do it do it david <laughs> i will i'll be there oh and don't forget for the members of the nacho kids academy there is a men's only call october the night at eight o'clock
0: and lord y'all better show up as much as i heard we need to have
2: one And no, he's not going to be talking about football and golf. I don't know much about either one. That's why I said you aren't going to be talking about them. Hmm. Oh, we have one more announcement before we get into our guest for today. The winner of this week's Nacho Kids Academy Sylvia Hour Scholarship is Ashley C. Ashley, please check your email and we will get you started with your free month of the Nacho Kids Academy. Congratulations, Ashley. All right. Let's get to talking about our guest today. All right. far away. What do you want to know? I don't want to know nothing. <laughs> our guest today is a stepmom from Texas. Been blending three and a half years. Four stepkids, four bio kids. Woo. Her youngest bio kid is 23. Her oldest stepkid is 20. And her youngest stepkid is eight. Oh, wow. That's a broad span of ages. Mm-hmm. I do have to add a disclaimer into this episode. There is mention of physical abuse, drug abuse, and murder. Right. David's head popped up when I I'm added that
0: point. last one. <laughs>
2: <What>? <laughs> so if you are sensitive to any of those topics, we love you. So don't listen to this. Or watch the nightly news. <laughs> yeah. Or watch the nightly news. <laughs> so there's your heads up with that. Also on top of everything, this stepmom was a stepkid herself.
0: Cool. Mm-hmm. So she knew exactly what she was getting into.
2: Of course she did. <laughs> All right. So, David, let's get to listening. All right. But first, here's a word
0: about the Nacho Kids Academy.
1: There is a way to save your sanity and your relationship, and it's called the Nacho Kids Academy. In the Nacho Kids Academy, you will learn the skills and knowledge to properly nacho, techniques to handle stepfamily challenges, ways to improve your communication, and much, much more. Visit Nachokidsacademy.com and sign up today to join other step parents who are seeing the life-changing benefits of nachoing. Again, that's Nachokidsacademy.com.
2: Today we have stepmom Alyssa. Hey Alyssa, how are you?
1: I'm good. How are you?
2: Good. So tell us how long you've been blending your stepkids, bio kids, all that stuff.
0: Um, We've been together for three and a half years. We've been living together for two years. I have four grown children, uh, 29, 28, 26, and 23. I have four grandchildren. None of them live at home. And my husband has four children, twenty. 15, 11. The 11-year-old is his stepdaughter and a child that'll be eight next week. And we also have joint custody together of my niece that's 15 and lives with us.
2: Okay. So between you, including your niece that you have joint custody of, you have joint custody with your husband?
0: No. Yes. We both both have custody of her uh, managing and then my brother has possessory but he he has supervised visitation if he sees her
2: okay and so you have your niece so you have a total of nine kids between the two of you yes wow now your kids are a good bit older so how long have you been blending and that were they older when you started blending
0: yes they were all moved out of the house
2: okay so you started blending three and a half years ago. Yes. And they were all moved out of the house. Yes. And here you come with a man that actually has at the time a stepdaughter or a daughter that is four and a half. Yes. Yes. I'm just going to go ahead and wrap this up. Are you crazy?
0: <laughs> uh, yes, I think I have thought that many times.
2: No, you know what? I can see it. I can I can definitely see it because you love kids. People love kids. Obviously you love kids. You had four
0: yourself. Well, and my niece has only been with us six months. Our, uh, the stepdaughter we have full-time has only been with us six months also. Okay. Let's get this straight.
2: Is stepson 20 still at home?
0: No. He moved out at 17. He said he was grown and decided he was moving out of our house because he didn't like the bill. I mean, the rules. And he moved right into grandma's house. <laughs> and then grandma kicked him out. And now he lives with his girlfriend's parents.
2: Okay. Do all your sick kids have the same bio mom?
0: No, they have two different. The 20 year old and 15 year old have one mom and then the 11 year old and the seven year old have another. Okay. That's unique also because the 20 year old actually has a different bio mom, but the 15 year old's mom adopted him.
2: Okay. Was he any relation to her?
0: No. I think when my husband and her got together, he was five and then they got married And then she decided to adopt the child, but the bio mom had already given up her rights and lost all rights to him. Okay. Yeah, no, she was just the stepmom that wanted to adopt him.
2: So your kids are moved out. You meet this man that has kids. You
0: date a little while before (laughs) you get serious. We were supposed to be friends with benefits and it turned into more than that. (laughs) So it didn't bother me in the beginning that he had children because we weren't supposed to be anything serious.
2: I know people that happened to <laughs> Sorry.
0: <laughs> I, I know. I wasn't worried in the beginning because it didn't matter. We weren't going to be serious. I didn't meet his mom for probably 10 months.
2: Wow. I met
0: his kids. But when his when his kids were there, I pretty much stayed at my apartment. And-
2: you were serious about not getting serious.
0: Yeah. I didn't want to meet them. I'm After six months, I've had dinner with them, I think. And then I was like, well, they're not bad and they're not bad kids. They really aren't. And he's not as far as we're from the South also. So yes, ma'am. And no ma'am is real important and respect is real important for him. So, yes, I always told him before I met his kids that if he if they he allowed them to disrespect me or didn't back me up, that I would that would be a deal breaker.
2: You know, let's talk about that for a second, because. Boundaries are very important in any type of relationship, even with yourself. True. And they're healthy if set properly and for the right reasons.
0: I was lucky because before I met them, I was on Facebook and was looking at stepmom groups just to see kind of what I was getting myself into. And I found your group from the very beginning. From the very beginning, I informed him that I had raised my kids and that anything that had to do with the kids was his responsibility, that I was not going to be taking over any of that. So once I did start coming around, bathing, you know, anything that had to do with the cooking, anything he did. Awesome. Now it's a little bit different because... You know, I I take them to school. He has to be at work at five in the morning. So I take them to school and I never minded doing hair because they're all girls. So Mm -hmm. that was not I don't mind doing that. But they're not bad. They they appreciate what I do rather than talking back or being disrespectful. And if they did, I'd just stop doing it.
2: Right. And if you would have came in and started doing everything, they wouldn't appreciate it.
0: And he would have allowed that if I wanted to do that. He would have been all about it.
2: Shoot. Yeah. It's like getting a maid, a taxi a secretary, all this stuff, all in one.
0: I do, for this, the 15-year-old that lives with me, I do set her appointments for her psychiatrist and her counseling and her birth control. And I do do most of that because I do it for mine anyway, my niece. Mm-hmm. And I don't have a problem doing any of that, but he's very appreciative to it.
2: Yes, but the thing is, you don't mind doing those things. No. And the whole point of not doing is to relieve your stress. That stress is alleviated by setting boundaries, changing your focus, looking at things from a different perspective, trying to understand why your significant other does certain things as far as parenting differently than you do. And it drives you crazy. There's so much to it. But if you don't mind cooking or you don't mind doing laundry, if you don't mind doing things, do them.
0: I don't do any of that, actually.
2: And what about school?
0: School, I log into his um, log in for school to monitor grades, but that's because it's easier to look at both of them. Only the ones that live with us, the, the mom for the younger two takes, does most of that for them. If she has a problem, she'll call us, but we get along great too. The, the first mom is very high conflict and we don't talk to her much. It, um, she's only has visitation from, uh, 10 AM to 6 PM mm-hmm. two weekends a month for two Saturday and Sundays a month. She has no overnights and she gets her from six to eight on Wednesdays. So we don't really speak to her much unless it's directly related to the child. The second baby mom or birth mom, she's awesome. We hang out and go to her house. and She comes to our house. No problem. So and how often
2: do you get stepkids from second by a mom, the stepdaughter 11 and stepdaughter eight? I just realized those are all three girls. But anyway.
0: Yes. In the summer, it's week on, week off. And then in the win- like school year, it's every Thursday night and then every other weekend. And, and those weekends will be from the Thursday until Monday morning at school. Okay. But now they're pretty much self-sufficient. They wash all their own clothes. They clean up after themselves. They're pretty much self-sufficient now. More than they were when they were four and seven.
2: Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> but is your significant other, does he say, hey, can you pick up your mess or these are your chores?
0: Both. He does that. great. So I'm trying to teach the teenagers to cook, like Uh to have them be more independent. So when they move and leave, leave our home, they are, they can take care of themselves. So they cook and whoever cooks doesn't have to clean that night. So like if my husband will cook with the seven-year-old, then she doesn't have to clean that night. However, if it's her turn to do the dishes, then he helps with her because she really doesn't, I mean, she can somewhat do it, but he, so that's, that's his part because that's his daughter. So he'll go in there and help her. He won't do it for her, but he'll go help her. The seven-year-old, he gets her from school. So I drop off. But when we have the younger two, he'll pick them up from school and bring them home. And, and they're big mess when they walk in. You know, your shoes go somewhere. Your jacket goes somewhere. Your backpack goes somewhere. And I'll just ask him, hey, can you make sure this is a little cleaner when I get home, please? And he does. He does. Yes. That is great. He's awesome when it comes to responsibilities for them. He, he is, It's important for him for them to do their jobs also.
2: Was he like that before y'all got married?
0: I don't know. I don't really think they had jobs or chores. I don't know because he washed dishes and I don't really, I don't think they had any, but he sees my kids and they're all independent and responsible and take care of themselves. So I think that he understands that. I've already been through this. So if he has something going on with his daughter, I, I will give him my opinion. But if he doesn't use that, then I don't say anything else about it. I, I just let him make his choices.
2: Does he ever get annoyed with you giving your opinion? Or does he take it into consideration and not feel like you're bashing his kids or telling him how to well, parent? I don't. I
0: don't say anything negative. I have learned that one. Both of my 15-year-olds have been in trouble for vaping. They got caught vaping. And one of them, his daughter was invited to go to Slitterbond, which is a big water park down here in Texas with her friend. And I told him, you know, in my opinion, she's still grounded, but I'm going to leave that one up to you. And so he was actually the mom's weekend. So we actually got out of making the decision because it's his, the mom's weekend that she can make that decision. But I mean, I do just kind of say something like that. In my opinion, you know, this is what I would do. And I don't say anything else. Right. If he goes with that, great. If he doesn't, um, it's up to him.
2: So you will offer a suggestion and then you're done. You're not talking about it. You're not, you know, keeping on going about it.
0: No, I'm done. And if he doesn't, if he doesn't go with it, I'm done with that, too. It's his choice.
2: Do you know how lucky you are? You found not your kids in the beginning.
0: I see that all the time because most of the time the problem is not with the children. It's with the adults because they're allowing that to happen.
2: Yes. Ding, 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 ding. (laughs) Yes. And that is so important to realize there's several realizations that you come to through your nacho journey. One of them is it's not always the stepkids. True. And it's important when you realize it's not the stepkids to not change your target to your
0: significant other. Yes. So because I'm not the one that's always doing the discipline, the kids want to come with me and they want to do things with me and they want to do stuff with their dad too, but I'm not getting the evil stepmom persona. So his 15 year old will discuss something with me and then ask me, can you come with me? Because I want to tell dad, but I need you to come with me because my my husband's a Marine or was a Marine, once a Marine, always a Marine.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And he's very strict, but Can be softened, too. He has a big heart, obviously, if he has all these kids, too. So what he's afraid of, since the 11-year-old, the mom and him are not together, and she's not biologically his, he's afraid that at some point she's going to tell him, you're not my dad. Why do I have to come here? And so that's one of his biggest fears. He really has a big heart as far as kids go.
2: So stepdaughter 15, y'all have full time. Yes. Stepdaughter 11 is not his biological child. No, I thought it was stepdaughter 15. Sorry, I got confused. No, 11. Okay. So stepdaughter 11 is not his child, but does he have any court papers, custody, things like that?
0: No, he doesn't have anything like that. The mom just knows that she's never known any other dads. When I first met him, like she didn't let him come, let the daughter come the first summer and it just broke his heart. Mm-hmm. and then he just had to let her know that you know you're you're not only hurting me but you're hurting her by keeping her right so she started allowing her to come also
2: that's good and you said she's a pretty decent person y'all get along great and all that stuff
0: oh yes we're actually planning a birthday party this weekend because the seven year-old's turning eight
2: so y'all do birthday parties and all that stuff together
0: this is really the first one but last year was covid and the year before that they're Relationship wasn't as good because she has a two year old, also not from my husband, but from her current man. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't as easy to have a birthday party. So this is actually the first big one that we've had together.
2: I'm glad y'all can do that because a lot of people can't.
0: We spoke too, and she said she was jealous in the beginning because the girls loved me. So she had her own jealousy, but she was pregnant. So I just told my husband, I said, anything that happens while she's pregnant, you're just going to have to get over. Yes. And I was right, because two months after the baby was born, everything was great.
2: Mm-hmm. It makes a huge difference, doesn't it?
0: It does. And I had four, so I understand. So
2: when you told your, I guess, fiance at the time that you were not going to play mama, I guess his response to that was OK.
0: I understand. I just told him I've raised mine. They are out of the house. I've already been through this. If I want to go somewhere and you have your kids, I'm still going to go. Because I've stayed home and you got to go out and do things. And I didn't because I had kids young and he had kids later.
2: You know, I often say that if I would have learned about Nacho Kids in the beginning, I don't know that I would have paid attention to it because we are raised to be motherly and to do those things and the role in the home for the mother to take care of these things, whether it's stepmom or bio mom. And that's what society pushes down your throat. So if I would have heard about it before we started having problems, I would have probably dismissed it and been like, that's a bunch of crap. You weren't that maybe, way at all. Maybe.
0: I think it actually, if, if my kids were the same age as his, I probably would have felt that way, but mine were already grown. So I think I was more, and I, and I was older, obviously I was in my forties. And so I think that, you know, when you're older, you're a little more wise to that. So you're probably a little more accepting. Right. You can't teach wisdom. But That's in the true. beginning, that is true. Something that attracted me to my husband is in the beginning. So his daughter went to school 30 minutes away from where he lives. Mm-hmm. And they had the the 225 custody at that time. Uh-huh. So it, he had her Monday mom had Monday Tuesday, he had Wednesday Thursday and then every other weekend he had Wednesday through Monday. Like took her to school Monday. Right. However, he has to be at work at 5 a.m. So he would keep the baby after school and baby at that time. I think she was 11. He would keep her after school and keep her that night. And then in the morning at five o'clock, he would get her up at five o'clock, drive her the 30 minutes, take her to mom's house so she could catch the bus at 730 or whatever time the bus came. And he did that every time he had her every single time. So to me, that was attractive that he wanted his kid that much that he would get up at five o'clock and drive her that far just to be with her that night.
2: Mm So he was
0: used to doing all that by himself. And then, like I said, his oldest son, who's 20 now, when he was one, the bio mom picked him up and took him to Chicago and never brought him back. And so my husband worked two jobs so that he could find an attorney and pay for an attorney so that he could get his kid back. And then whenever they did get him back, mom had her rights terminated. So she was into heroin. So, I mean, she had legitimate reasons. But so he was raising his son by himself when he met his second child's mom. Okay. So he was a single dad to start with. So he understood about taking care of his kids already.
2: Yeah. I know with David, it impressed me that he had full parental custody of his kids and she had visitation.
0: I think that's a it's an attractive quality as a man, especially if you're a mom.
2: It is. But here's the thing. And everybody pay attention. Before you know it, that kindness he had about driving his kid all the way in the morning so she could catch the bus at her mom's, you're thinking, that's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to do that. Just let her stay at her mom's or something. You start seeing the kindness and the love that they have for their kid through as Laura Patherbridge says, the eyes of responsibility instead of love.
0: Yeah. Well, I started, so I, I work in the same town that the daughter goes to school. Mm -hmm. The the two moms live in two different school districts. So I work in that town. So I, me starting to take her to school was my own fault because I asked for that. And I didn't mind. She's a good kid. She gets up, she gets dressed. I don't have to mess with her. I wake her up. She's good. And she's, She's polite. She's and so we got really close, but I, like I said, I was still the not the disciplinary. And I'm still not. Like we talk about it and he'll ask my opinion most times. But we're still super close. I'm waiting for her to turn into a jerk, but it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> well, I didn't like my own kids at when they were teenagers. So I'm I'm waiting.
2: Oh, it's hard to love them at that age sometimes.
0: Oh that's, so that's why I told him he has his own house. And we're renting it out right now. But I asked him, please don't sell your house because I didn't like my own kids when they were teenagers. And so just in case you need to stay there with them when you have them, please don't sell it until they get out of the house.
2: Very smart.
0: Yeah, I'm so impressed. I I read your page a lot.
2: You do. I can tell.
0: (laughs) I do. Yes.
2: I might have to recruit you for helping me teach the Nacho Kids Academy.
0: Right. Don't say anything negative. I mean, we do. Don't get me wrong. We do joke. I mean, we all joke about, you know, the kids are different things, but whenever it's truly talking negative, I don't do that.
2: Right. Because you're talking about their kid.
0: Yes, and they're going to be defensive.
2: Yes, no matter what. No matter what.
0: I think the biggest adjustment we're having is the 15-year-old cuz the brother's been moved out for 4 years and so my she's moved in with us and she's used to being an only child except for every other weekend. And then my niece is used to being the only child. And now for six months, them two blending together has been our biggest problem now because they fight like sisters.
2: Mm-hmm. Do you find yourself, if both kids do something, you're a little less annoyed by it? If it's your niece versus the stepkid?
0: I don't. My <sighs> niece is not my, my child. So she's my brother's child. So I, I do find myself saying things. So I have my niece in gymnastics. I have her in dance and gymnastics
1: mm-hmm.
0: because he allows his kids to stay home and not do anything. And to me, I'm completely against them staying in their room and being on their electronics all day, all night.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I pretty much said my niece is going to be doing this. You know, I don't, if you don't want your kids to do it fine, but I'm letting you know that my kid's are not going to be sitting at home, but when they get in trouble, they're pretty much both in trouble they usually do it together. <laughs> this vaping thing, they—oh my god! And I know it's rampant out there. I do, but and it's—it's it's better than smoking, I guess. But I still
2: not necessarily.
0: Some of them have got caught with a dab pen, or not caught with it, but they both did it. Whatever the—the the one that has like THC in it. Mm-hmm. So both of them have done it. We know that they've done it. We haven't caught them with it, but we know they've done it, and so. When one gets grounded, they pretty much both get grounded when it comes to that. (laughs) So I don't know if I would feel less annoyed with my actual bio child, but with my niece, not so much.
2: Right. And that makes sense because like you said, she's not your kid. It was kind of a trick question, but she
0: annoys me anyway. And she always has.
2: Right. And your niece is your quote, quote, blood.
0: Yeah. My brother's. Yeah. My brother's daughter. Her mom is deceased.
2: Oh, I hate to hear that.
0: Yeah. She's been with her grandmother since she was five my brother's in and out of jail and my mom I mean her mom died of a drug overdose and then her grandmother lost her other daughter to a drug overdose last August so she called me and said please 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 can I come live with you the grandma and I was like hey what's going on did y'all just get in a fight or what and she said no she's asked if she could live with you for the last seven years since her mom died and she either needs to do it or stop asking wow and grandma had one hip replaced in May and she's having another one replaced on the six. So she's just like, I can't do this anymore. That's my horrible. niece had a 20 in one of her classes, 20. So I told the grandma, I'm like, I tell you what, if she wants to come live with me, then she needs to bring all her grades up for the whole semester. And at the break, if she gets them all up and she doesn't have any disciplinary slips, then she can come stay with us at the break. And she did. You
2: are one tough cookie.
0: Yes, I was very strict with my kids. They all played sports. My daughter played college uh, softball.
2: Now, how long ago did you and the father of your kid split up?
0: Uh, two weeks before I met my current husband.
2: <laughs> really?
0: That's why we were not supposed to be anything serious.
2: <laughs> did I'm you know him before split. or did you meet him on the Internet?
0: No, I knew him. My, my ex-husband and I had split in 2012 and I kind of we were hanging out then in 2012. And then he ended up he met his his wife of the, the baby and I ended up getting back with my husband and we never, we never even crossed paths for six years, not even a little bit. And then when I moved out of my house, I saw him at a restaurant and he was like, Hey, and I was like, um, how's your wife? And he said, how's your <laughs> husband? And I said, well, I moved out two weeks ago. And he said, well, I filed for divorce already. <laughs> I was like, "Well, wow, now you can buy me a drink.
2: That should be everybody's pickup line.
0: <laughs> right?
2: How's your husband?
0: Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, I knew that he had gotten married. So and I didn't know he was split or divorced So, because he when we were kind of hanging out, he's like, hey, I met this girl. You know, I want to be faithful to her. I don't want I, we need to stop seeing each other. And I was like, OK, cool. Really? Yep. And it was the one that he ended up marrying and had a baby. And four years later, we run into each other again. Or I guess six.
2: Well, it before. sounds like you were meant to be.
0: I know. I feel like that too.
2: Did you think about him a lot when you weren't part of his life?
0: I, yeah, he did cross my mind because we hung out for a while and he was a good dad then. So, you know, you always wonder what could have happened, you know, if he hadn't met her, or if I hadn't gotten back with my husband or whatever. We, I, I did think about that. Matter of fact, on his birthday, on my current husband's birthday, the year after we had hung out. So I guess in, In 2012, his birthday is on Christmas Eve. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: My my ex husband picked up my phone and checked my phone to see if I had sent him like a happy birthday message or something. I was like, "Um, "Dude, I'm married. Why would I do that?" Hmm. No, but I did because he was a good dude and he was he was a good dad. At that time, he only had the the older two. Mm -hmm. So and I I had gone to the little skating rink over here and actually saw his daughter one time. Never saw him. And him and his, him and that child's mom were divorced, but I saw his daughter because he had pictures everywhere. So I knew it was his daughter. And it's funny that I saw her and then ended up marrying her dad all these years later.
2: That is funny.
0: Because we live in a small town, like I'm in South Texas. So we're in a very small town. I'm like an hour away from Houston and a very small. So it's weird not to run e- into each other for that long.
2: Hmm. So every time you ran into him, y'all were single.
0: Yes. The first, well, I, was, I wasn't divorced the first time, but I was separated. Right. And then he was not even close to being married.
2: So you and your, I'm guessing, first husband, mm-hmm. y'all were together a long time.
0: 28 years.
2: When you left your first husband, then he decided to go to marriage counseling.
0: He did. He decided to go to marriage counseling and I still loved him wholeheartedly. Yes, I met my, my current man and we were... You know, seeing each other, but that's what one of the reasons I didn't want to be serious because I wasn't sure which way I was going if I was going back to my ex husband or if I was going to be serious with him. And I, my best, I called my best friend who's, you know, been my best friend for 30 years and she said, You're not going back. I said, Well, he's saying the right things and he's going to counseling and he's doing this and he's doing that. She said, Mm hmm, y'all broke up four times before and I've heard that every single time. So I'm so glad I had her. I'm, I'm very glad I was seeing my current husband, but I'm so glad I had her because she kept me from making that same mistake again. Because we yeah. had separated for four times. One of those times was a, close to a year.
2: Well, that's what I was going to ask you is you mentioned that y'all had separated four times. Was this the fifth time or the fourth time?
0: This was the fifth. Okay. I think We separated about every five years.
2: Yeah, that's kind of hard.
0: Yes. And it took everything in my power not to go back. I'm sure it did. You, you still you still have love.
2: But, mm-hmm. Do you think if your new husband wasn't in the picture right after you and your first husband split up that you may have went back?
0: Possibly. Yeah, I possibly. And I would be here this many years later, probably thinking about leaving again.
2: Yep. You could have made it another five, girl. I'm kidding. <laughs> well,
0: well, it's good for two or three. And then, then for the next two years, I was pretty much, you know, contemplating why I went back and then you end up getting sick of it and leaving again. And I'm, I'm glad that I stayed gone.
2: Yes. Well, let me ask you this. You had mentioned there was physical abuse at some point and you still went back after that because he had promised you it would never happen again.
0: I'm so sorry. Please don't leave. I'm so sorry. One time he moved to New Mexico and I pressed charges against him and he had to go to anger management, but it doesn't do any good. They stay good for a while. But then, you know, once you once you cross that line, then the fear of him never goes away.
2: You're right. You are 100 percent right.
0: When we would fight, if he would like buck his chest up or ball his fist up, even if he was across the room and not even close to me, it's like automatic fear. My whole body would shake
2: or get that crazy look.
0: Yes. And then you're like, okay, now how do I diffuse this situation? But you shouldn't have to live like that.
2: Do you think you were ever happy with him?
0: I was. No, I was happy. And we had kids. I mean, I was happy. Like if we split and got back together, I was happy for about the first year to two years. And then it would fade off again because I got with him when I was 14 and then split at 42. Wow. So I had kids when I was 16, 17, 19, and 22. Wow. And I'm a nurse practitioner now, so I beat the odds.
2: Congratulations, girl. Well, thank you.
0: Didn't graduate high school, but I have a master's.
2: There you go. <laughs> you don't need that other one then.
0: <laughs> right.
2: So, girl, you've, you've got a good mess. Yeah. What's your relationship like with your kid's father or what was it like when y'all split up? I mean, they were older then.
0: Were so they even I, in the house when y'all split up? No, they were all moved out. Okay. I think my adult children had a harder time with me being with my current husband than his children did. They were younger and they pretty much don't have too much of a say. It's just whatever dad's doing. But my kids, they'd never, I'd always been with their dad. So they didn't know anything else. And for them, their whole family unit was destroyed.
2: Yeah. My parents split up when I was 30-ish, early 30s. And it was hard.
0: It my was really I hard. Have always been split. So my my parents split when I was three and my dad got with someone three weeks later that he's still with today. And my mom got with her husband when I was seven and they're still together.
2: You know, my son's always from the time he was born, his dad and I weren't together. I wonder if it's easier on kids when it's that way.
0: I think so because as an adult, like as a kid, you're pretty much told what to do. And then as an adult, you're not. So you're independent. So you can voice your opinions when pretty much the kids can't be disrespectful when they're, you know, young and at home, they're taught not to be disrespectful. But my children, they definitely voice their opinion. And my oldest son tried not to like my husband. He straight tried not to like him. But my husband asked him if he could marry me. And he said you know, cause he asked all my kids first and oh. they all told him that my oldest son who, who tried not to like him told me that, you know, even when I was being a jerk, he said he was always respectful to me. He always treated me as a man. He, you know, and that's why I couldn't help but say yes. Oh, So we're legally married, but not a lot of people know because we Got married so that the morality clause in the papers, Bio Mom won, even though she knew that we were living together when we took her to court for custody. We didn't want anything to be because if we, we wanted the morality clause in there for her, because she was bringing stepdaughter around all these guys mm-hmm. and staying the night, so we wanted it in there. But the attorney was like, Well, if you put it in there for her, you have to have it in there for you, and so we just Got married, but we're having a wedding in 2023. <laughs> so it's not announced to the world that we're married yet. Just the kids know. Really? Yep. So how long have you been married? Uh, February.
2: You have so been secretly married. Five months. Yes. By the time this airs, six, seven months.
0: <laughs> yeah. So hopefully I won't regret it. I wanted to wait until we had been together for five years because he was married twice and both, both times he got divorced at four years. <laughs> So I wanted to be together for five before we actually got married.
2: Yeah, I know. Um, I know somebody that runs on the four-year record. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, and I think you know, with my ex-husband, four years would, would be pretty much where I'm like, do I want to stay or do I want to go? And it would take me another year to decide. Yeah, <laughs> because it's
2: it's a big deal.
0: Yeah, you get so comfortable with each other, and you fall back into your same patterns and same habits, and take each other for granted. It takes a lot to. Not get in that groove. It does. Matter of fact, my husband and I are going on a date Saturday just because of that.
2: It's so important to have date nights. I would say at minimum, minimum, you need to do something alone with your significant other for two to four hours, minimum. (laughs) I guess I could have said three and do something together and don't talk about the kids. Don't talk about work. None of that stuff. I don't care if you just go hang out at the Walmart and walk around and talk. Go yard selling, go to the little sip and drink painting stuff and get tore up and paint some stuff and then take an Uber home.
0: <laughs> well, funny because of the court documents for the stepdaughter that's 15 that lives with us, mm-hmm. we can't consume alcohol while we have her or within 12 hours of having her. So she's only gone for eight hours. So we can't even have a glass of wine to unwind <laughs> at all unless she stays the night with a family member. And that stinks because the mom was getting, was having her driving drunk and then taking her all over the place and then taking her to different guys' house to stay the night with her. And so. Yeah, but it's it's another
2: one of those. You can't impose that on them if you aren't going to stand by it yourself.
0: True. Exactly. So.
2: Which my son's father, it was in our court papers, but he just ignored that part (laughs) and continues to do so.
0: How, how old are yours?
2: I have one and he is 16.
0: Oh, the last time I popped my son, he was 16.
2: <laughs> and David's kids are 21, 21, 21, and will be 23 by the time this airs.
0: Did he have triplets? Yes. Wow. Wow.
2: Yes, all boys. So we have five my, boys uh, between us.
0: I kept my grandkids this weekend and one is one month and one is two months. And I kept both of them all night. Oh my God. Yeah. I don't, we will not do that again.
2: Yeah. That's kind of a bad idea there.
0: <laughs> my daughter was like, you'll be okay. You had four of us. I said, yeah, but y'all weren't two months apart. Mm-hmm. True story.
2: <laughs> yes. Now you would say that your oldest was kind of a jerk to your husband and didn't want to like him.
0: True. He didn't want to come over. He didn't want to meet him. He didn't want. Nothing. I bought my home. I had been split up for six months and I purchased a home and I wanted, you know, a barbecue or whatever. And my son didn't want to come. He didn't want to meet my current man. So that was, we'd been hanging out for six months. We didn't live together or anything, but we've been hanging out, but Mm -hmm. he didn't want anything to do with them.
2: Was your ex-husband seeing
0: anybody at the time? Everybody probably. (laughs) I mean, he was playing the field, but he still thought that we were getting back together. I don't know why I never gave him that impression, but he still thought he had a chance, even though I told him I'm not, I'm not going back. I don't want to go back. I filed for divorce. We got divorced on Juneteenth, 2018.
2: I didn't even know that was a date.
0: (laughs) In Texas, it's always been a date. Really? Yeah. that We celebrate every year. Hmm.
2: Yeah. I heard that. I think it was last year. And I'm like, what is that?
0: <laughs> so my, my son, my, my 28-year-old, actually, he's always liked my, my husband. So that's never. he's pretty laid back. Doesn't everything's go with the flow. Mm-hmm. But this year, I was telling him that his dad and I got divorced on Juneteenth. And he goes, yes, that's the day that we freed the slaves. And my parents freed each other.
2: <laughs> yeah, you know, my mom and dad weren't happy together. And so I knew that they needed to be apart to be able to be happy but it was still not easy and it took them way too long to do it
0: yeah so because you don't want to live the rest of your life unhappy
2: right and here's the thing though is there's a point that if you want to fight for your marriage you fight for your marriage and you did you tried many times people can't say you didn't try
0: but it has to be both ways
2: right but you can't be so quick to think oh we're struggling i'm just going to leave I'm not happy. Well, are you not happy because you're choosing to not be happy? Are you unhappy because your significant other is making you unhappy because the the way he parents his kids, which is something you can overcome? You know, you don't want people to think the best way to happiness is to leave your significant other. But at the same time, you do need to be happy. And I'm going to say with David, you know, we went through that rough spell. That was, let's see, a year, year and a half through the whole process, and and we finally had to say, you know what, we're not going to give up because if we would have given up, the probability of me ending up with somebody else that had kids was very high. I was going to face the same challenges, and I love David, and David loves me.
0: So, how is the relationship with his children now? Great. Yeah, that's. I like the choosing what you want to do because the kids. They appreciate it more.
2: Yes. Yeah. I um completely stepped back and as many would say disengaged for a year. But what people don't understand is the nacho kids method is more to just disengaging. You know, nachoing is more to stepping back and not and keeping your mouth shut. It's learning things from a different perspective. If you look at your husband's kindness towards his kid and you feel annoyance with that, then you have to stop yourself and ask yourself, why am I feeling annoyed about this when this is something I used to love about him? He didn't change. You did.
0: That's a good way to look at it.
2: And it's hard.
0: That's a good way to look at it.
2: And one of the things that we do in the Nacho Kids Academy is teach people to change the way they're thinking. When your son did not want to get to know your future husband, you could have said, oh, I can't do this then. I've got to do what my son wants. I need him to be happy. But you
0: didn't. No, they're adults. They they have to they can't be there. If it was up to them, I'd be back with their dad.
2: Right. You have to be willing to take the steps to improve things and improve your life. And if sometimes and I know I'm we'll gonna get a lot of flack for this, but sometimes you're the problem. I was a big part of the problem. You can't have a mouth like I do and be as hard headed as I am and not be a problem when things aren't the same way. when things aren't going your way.
0: Yeah. Yes. But with the Nacho kids, it was easier to step back because I looked at all the other things that the, the other moms were going through. And it's easier to look at it from someone else's perspective than your own. And you mm-hmm. can look at that and say, you know what? I've been doing that too.
2: Right. Yes. So it's
0: easy to, to look at someone else and say, oh, I would have done that whenever the same situation happened to you and you did not do that.
2: A lot of times when we talk about disengaging, people think that means ignoring. It's not disengaging to us through the nacho kids method is choosing not to engage in any situation that can result in negative interaction
0: i have a best friend who has two stepdaughters one of them is 15 16 maybe and she the the child told my the stepmom my parents are having a conversation about what happens with me and that has no concern of you but their finances are joined so my stepmom was telling her husband you know hey i don't agree with paying for this right now we have stuff coming up and so because it was thrown on on him them without without talking to them first so the stepmom pretty much disengaged from everything i'm not taking you anywhere with me you're i'm not taking you school shopping i'm not i'm not doing anything because if you choose that i shouldn't be a part of anything that happens with you because I'm not your biological parent, then everything else comes out too. So kids not happy about it, but it takes less stress off my friend. But she said, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing anything because I'm going to be resentful if I still do everything that you expect me to do. But you talk to me that way.
2: And see when that happens, everybody needs to step back and heal. That is the goal of the Nacho Kids method is to re-engage at some point with your stepkids and a role, a non-parental role, kind of like the fun aunt. Yes. Now you came in doing that straight out the gate.
0: Yeah. So if more stepmoms see your site, that is awesome.
2: I'm so glad that you didn't just turn your nose up at the Nacho Kids method or think, oh, that's some crazy crap calling kids appetizers, like some people say.
0: <laughs> no, but my my kids, I know when and they were good kids, they didn't get in trouble. But and they were mine and his. So they, they didn't. They never blended before. So now they still don't consider the stepkids their siblings, but they consider them friends. That's good. But the grandkids, so my grandkids and my stepkids are pretty close to the same age. So I have a six-year-old grandson and a nine-year-old grandson, Mm -hmm. and they actually hang out. So
2: That's really good.
0: My husband will keep them on occasion, you know, if he gets asked, because he knows how to take care of kids. So on occasion, they'll ask and he'll, he'll keep them and... But it's completely up to him and his decision or what stresses him out.
2: And you mentioned before we started recording that you had a foster child at one point.
0: Oh, my gosh, we did. March 5th of 2020. So right before the pandemic started, we get an out of the blue call from my daughter, who's 26 now. So she was 25. She said that she knows someone that needs someone to take her child because CPS was taking the child. So she was going to take her. And she she was asking me, hey, when you get my grandson, can you pick her up? Because I'm going to help this girl out for the next couple months because of CPS. I said, sure, no problem. I can, you know, no big deal. Well, then I get a call back maybe 30 minutes later that my daughter didn't meet qualifications for CPS. So they were asking me if I would take her. And I was and we had just <laughs> finished watching the um, the Gabriel Fernandez. I don't know if you've seen that, but it's the uh, Gabriel Fernandez trials about a child that dies in foster care by his parents. Oh, no. So this girl calls me. She's like, please, Miss Alyssa, please, please, please. Can you please take her? Because if you don't take her, she's going to go into CPS custody. And so I. Talk to the caseworker and I'm like, Hey, how long, do how long do I have to make a decision? She said, I need someone to come get this kid because otherwise this girl's called, you know, all these people and all of them have records. And, you know, I can't safely leave this child with anyone. And the baby was only 13 months.
2: Oh my goodness.
0: So I sent my man a message real quick and said, Hey, I need to talk to you. It's super important. And I can't talk right now because I'm a nurse practitioner. I was in, I was in patient rooms and I sent him a message and he said, you know, I can't stand when you do that. So I sent him a message back. I'm like, this is what's going on. There's this baby. I don't know what to do. I don't know if I should take her or not take her. And he said, well, we don't have to. And I was like, dude, I don't want her to go in the system and die like that baby. And really, we watched that that <laughs> thing about that kid maybe three days before. And he's like, well,
2: I call those God winks.
0: Yeah. He goes, well, I mean, we can do it. I was like, okay, so we had her for close to a year, and I thought. That would cause strain on us because, you know, we have these, this blended family and here now we have a one-year-old. So, but it didn't, it didn't. We were, he was great.
2: That's awesome. Did you not get attached to that child?
0: Oh my, I would not do it again. Yeah. I wouldn't do it again. I'm not a foster parent. I would not do it again. That was called a kinship foster because you kind of knew them. Mm -hmm. This girl lived with my mom, but my mom is, um, on meth and so we're kind of estranged so your mom yeah my mom and my brother so that's how we end up with a niece i had seen this girl before a couple times but didn't know her name didn't know the baby's name knew she had a baby but didn't want any any part of it because when their house gets busted they're not going to care about who else is there but nurse practitioner involved in drug bust so i can't go over there
2: yes no i cannot imagine me sending a text like that to david
0: Oh, my gosh. And he and, was like, are you kidding?
2: And I know there's no way that I could do the foster care thing because I can't even foster an animal.
0: <laughs> well, she she has now, She the mom has been clean for nine months. She got her back in January of mm-hmm. this year, and we are still a part of her life. She made us the godparents.
2: Oh, that is awesome.
0: Matter of fact, I'm keeping her tomorrow night.
2: That is great. I'm so glad that you had watched that movie and decided to help that woman out and take her baby.
0: Oh, dude, I don't know if you want to watch that show. It's a series on Netflix. It. Oh my god, I cried the first. One. I cried. There's six episodes, and I cried every single time.
2: I might save that for a time. I feel like I need to cry.
0: Well, it's it, <laughs> and it has a teacher like the one that got me was the, the little. He was six, so the little boy's teacher was asking what happened, how I got bruises, how I got burned, how I got, you know, whatever. And he's like, I fell. I did this. I was on my bike. And he would end up telling her what happened. And she was like, why do you lie to me? And he said, because when I tell you what really happens and you make that lady come by, I get it worse. So, oh, it just tugs at your heartstrings.
2: It does. You said the hardest part right now is your niece and your stick kid.
0: Yes, because they fight. They're both they're both used to being only children, and they fight. And but they're they truly act like sisters because they could be so mad at each other. And then something happened. Like something happened with stepdaughter's mom, and she's mentally abusive to her. She she tries to tell her, hey, if you hadn't said anything about this, this, and this, then I wouldn't be in this situation, and you would still be able to stay the night. And if you hadn't told on this and this, so my niece. Even if they're fighting, if she sees my stepdaughter upset, she's still there for her. So they just fight like normal, normal teenage kids and they're still adjusting to each other.
2: And here's the thing, too. A lot of times when kids are a little bit younger or have more of an age difference, like when Jackson and David's kids would fight, our response was just stay away from them. Stay away from the other person, which your parents can say. But. It's important for our kids and our stepkids and your niece and your stepkid to form relationships with themselves. And part of being raised together as quote, quote, step siblings, bonus siblings, baby prize siblings, whatever you want to call it, you can't try to keep them apart or you'll stop that bond from forming. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the best memories with my sister was us fighting.
0: (laughs) Yeah, me too. I used to tell my kids, are you coming in here to tattletale because someone's hurt? Or are you coming in here to tattletale because you want someone in trouble?
2: Oh, good one.
0: So
2: could they say yeah. both?
0: <laughs> and if they came to tattletale and someone wasn't hurt, they got in trouble too. One time I was so angry because I was being a little brat, probably at 15. I was so angry and my, I guess I had slammed my door too many times, and my dad, my stepdad was taking the door off the hinges and I threw something. And it hit him in the back of the head. And I thought I was going to die that night. So now I would be, I'm going to be more hurt when my stepdad passes than when my, my actual dad passes and my stepmom. I used to wish that my mom was more like my stepmom.
2: Wow. Your mama don't want to hear that.
0: No, she doesn't. And, And whenever I was five, one time, so my dad lived in Florida and of course we were in Texas and I was with my dad in Florida, my kindergarten year. And my mom heard me call my stepmom mom and got in the car and drove 18 hours to pick me up. Oh, no. (laughs) Yep. And brought me all the way back to Texas. How old were you when you got a stepmom? Three.
2: So you were really young.
0: I don't remember my parents together. The only only one memory I have, I was standing on the table, like a coffee table, and they were running around the table screaming at each other and like fist fighting. And that's the
2: only memory you have? Yes. That's horrible. I'm
0: glad they're apart.
2: Yeah. Do they seem happy now with their other partners?
0: Oh, yeah. My mom sobered up when I was like seven and then she stayed sober for about 15 years. And then when I turned about 22, 23, I don't know how she got, she never drank again, but she got back into drugs. And I don't, I don't know how that happened, but she hasn't been clean for probably the last 20 years or so.
2: And how old is your mom?
0: 68.
2: You know, I don't want to sound ignorant to this, but why did I not ever, why am I shocked? Why would I think that a 68 year old would not be doing meth?
0: (laughs) Well, because normal 68 year olds do not do that.
2: Right. But it is such a problem everywhere. Meth and the opioid stuff. What did I think when they automatically turn 50, they grow up and don't do it anymore?
0: It's funny because I, I'm a nurse practitioner and three days a week, I go to an inpatient detox center and prescribe the medications to get people off opioids or benzodiazepines or whatever. And I have to do a physical on them to make sure they're healthy enough to be there in that unit. And I tell people all the time, yes, yes, I get paid for being here, but I'm here because I want to, I don't have to be here. They, I could choose someone else to be here. Mm -hmm. but I'm here because my brother and my mom and my niece's mom that died of a drug overdose. So it makes a difference.
2: And you said you got custody of your niece about six months ago.
0: Well, it was final two days ago.
2: Wow. That's awesome.
0: He moved in with us January 5th. It has to be in order to file. You have to have possession of her for six months, at least in Texas.
2: And does she see her dad at all?
0: Um, She saw him the day at court for about an hour. But before that, in the last nine years, she's maybe seeing uh, maybe 10 times. And that's always supervised.
2: Cause She was with the grandma, right?
0: She was with the grandma.
2: Not she your was mother. With the grandma.
0: Three years before mom died. And that was by CPS. CPS placed her with grandma.
2: With by a mom's grandmother. Yes. Girl, I don't know if I can keep up with all these.
0: I know. Well, my my stepdad, he's a bilateral amputee. And my mom takes care of him. Yes, she does meth. And yes, she, she does all that. But she takes really good care of him. And so he's a total care patient. Like he has to have a hoyer lift to get out of the bed and everything. So she couldn't take my niece at that time. She probably couldn't have tested positive on a drug test if they had asked her either. But not any lack of love. But he just couldn't do it.
2: You don't worry about your mom not taking care of him because she's doing math?
0: I don't worry about that as much because he's been that way for about 10 years he's never had a bed sore she has all his medication like they usually have caregivers right now she said they don't but they usually that's how she usually has a caregiver to take care of him so like even if she stays up all night or whatever she has a caregiver that that comes in that gets paid by the state
2: right kind of relieves her
0: Mm -hmm. but no I I don't worry about her taking care of him because like I said, he's bedridden. He's never had a, a bed sore. She gets him up. She changes him. She gives him his bath.
2: She takes care of him.
0: She's a functional addict, if that makes sense.
2: It makes sense.
0: She does what she's supposed to. She's just an addict.
2: Mm-hmm. And it's sad. It's very sad.
0: And I was going over there once a week. But when I when I went over there and all her stuff was out on the table one day, I was just like, you know what? I can't I can't come out here. And that was maybe two years ago. And her yeah. house got raided by the sheriff's department. And I can't go over there again. Yeah. Yeah. I got a call from a caregiver when their house was raided. And she said, I know you told me you don't want to know what's going on over here unless it's, you know, life or death. But the sheriff's department is here raiding your, ho- your mom's house and your mom is on the run. I'm going to need you got to tell me what to do with your dad. Oh, no. So that was in 2018. So I really haven't gone over maybe 10 times since that.
2: Who did you get to take care of your dad?
0: I went, I went to take care of him. And then my, me and my sister, so that's my stepdad. So she was there right when that happened. I was four hours away. And so I drove home and she took care of him during the day. And then I took care of him at night.
2: And I guess mom finally quit being on the run.
0: Well, she got arrested. So we had to work that. And actually, actually, the foster baby's mom was pregnant at that time. And she was there with him. So I thought, surely if she's pregnant, she's clean. And I asked my dad if, you know, if he felt safe with her, if she took good care of him, because she was his caregiver, like the state paid her. Mm -hmm. And he said yes. And so he would, he would let me know if he wasn't happy with her, he would, he would have let me know. So I let her take care of him because she lived there. Right. But when I was there, she was very attentive. And when my sister was there, she was very attentive. And even though she was doing that, she was very attentive to him. So, I mean... I didn't know she was doing, I, I thought she was clean, but she got the baby taken away because she tested dirty on a, on a urine test for her probation.
2: Wow. That's so sad.
0: It is sad. I know this doesn't have anything to do with Nacho Kids, but well, but I, for the foster baby, everything was equal. Like we did everything equal. We had a system. I bathed her. He came and got her out. Uh, we, that one was ours together. So there was no him and her or anything. Everything was equal.
2: Mm-hmm. Wow. I
0: took her to daycare. He picked her up from daycare. It was like an hours.
2: Yeah. Like an hours baby.
0: Yeah.
2: Your temporary <laughs> nuclear family. <laughs> right. yeah, and the that.
0: mom just asked us, you know, I can never repay you. I don't know what to do to try to repay you. And the only thing that we said was, please don't take her from us. Don't take her out of our life.
2: Right. Yeah.
0: Said, don't rem- I don't recommend foster kids because you get so attached.
2: Well, I did see a lady that promotes foster helping foster kids and we're fostering. And one of the things she said is, yes, it hurts when you let them go, but you know, you kept them from going to a worse place.
0: Well, that that's how we felt. Yeah. That's how we felt. Cause there's no telling where she'd be right now.
2: No, and she's doing good.
0: Yeah, she's doing good. She goes to meetings. She's actually living with my sister.
2: Oh, and wow. My sister
0: is My sister told her she could stay in, in a room at her house cause she was going to run a room out. She said she could stay there for free for two months. Excuse me. And then then she has to start paying rent. So in August, she has to start paying rent.
2: Well, hopefully she'll pay rent and get her stuff together and things will be great.
0: I agree because the whole family loves a baby now. I mean, so I have a stepbrother and stepsister and then there's me. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: So them two are his. I am hers. And then they had an hours together. So the hours, they're hours, baby. He's the most spoiled. He always got bailed out of everything. And he's the one that's in and out of prison. So us three older kids are all successful and none of us go to our parents' house because of the stuff that goes on over there.
2: So to summarize things with you, you were a stepkid. Yes. At the age of three? Yes. Um, that was with your stepmom. Also your stepdad about the same age? Seven. Okay. I thought you said seven.
0: Yeah. I was three with my stepmom and seven with my stepdad.
2: Okay. You loved both of your stepparents. You actually wish that your stepmom or your mom was more like your stepmom and you love your stepdad like he's your dad? Yes. And you were closer to them than you were your parents?
0: I was really close to my mom, but I'm closer to my stepdad than I am my actual dad. Than anybody? Yes.
2: Okay. And then you were married 28 years? Yes. Had four kids? Yes. Left two weeks later, met the dude that you're married to now? Yes. Yes. And he had four kids. (laughs) Yes. And one of his four kids is not biologically his kid. Yes. And then your stepson. No, no. And then your niece came to live with you. Yes. Because her dad has drug problems and her mom died from an overdose.
0: Yes. So she moved into our house from grandma's house.
2: Right. And then you've got your stepson daughter 15 that not long ago is when you got full custody yes
0: yeah, so of both of them same time
2: okay then you fostered a kid for yes. a year yes and i think that's it
0: yes yeah, so my my husband calls our house just the house of the wayward children
2: i love it i love it
0: so let me knock your socks off here oh my, my gosh there's more my stepsister oh yeah i forgot about your stepsister yeah, and stepbrother so, so my stepsister in 2012, she separated from her husband where she had a child that was six in February. She separated from her husband in April of 2012. She got divorced in August of 2012. Her ex-husband got remarried. And in October of 2012, her child's stepmom killed him. <gasps> mm-hmm. Her, the step, her, her the step-mom. six-year-old stepmom killed him.
2: The stepmom killed the six-year-old. Yes. Oh my gosh.
0: Yep. And because it was in the news, it went. It was nationwide news. Evil stepmom kills child. Um, I think I
2: know the case you're talking about.
0: We found out that from the news because we. So it happened at a beach, and she drowned him. And okay. we called the the news place so that we could just make a plea to the public. Hey. If you've seen anything, if you were at this beach, if you, you know, if there's any information, because at the beginning, it wasn't, it wasn't found as drowning. She just said that he drowned. If you've seen anything, if you, you know, if you were there, if just anything, please call the police and let you know, let them know, give them any information that you have. And so the, the news crew doing their due diligence, researched the lady and found out that she had murdered her boyfriend. When she was 17 and served eight years in prison for murder. Yep.
1: I felt like
0: we were in a, you're looking at your life and yes, that's your life, but you feel like you're, you're looking at it from an out outside view. Like surely this isn't really happening to us. Right. Now, who was this? Her name is Laura Lee Day. And if you Google my nephew, it comes up. You can Google him and all of his pictures come up and the whole story comes up and it's just, it sucks. I mean, I'm glad that we can find it, but still, I told you I'd knock your socks off with that one.
2: Wow. That's horrible. I know. Did she say why? Or I mean. She
0: never. She never said anything during the, during the trial, she, she put her face down and like had all her hair over her face. I mean, it was. I don't know if she was trying to get insanity or what.
2: Wow. Did they have full custody? It's like, I'm wanting to know the details of their blend. So
0: she gave him like standard, just standard, but she would allow him. So the night that that she killed him, the dad called my sister and said, Hey, um, can we keep them? And can we take them to karate or whatever? And my sister, she had to work anyway. So she's like, yeah, sure. If you want them an extra day, take them, you know, trying to be, the good mom and supportive of the relationship of the dad and the baby. Well, so stepmom picked him up from school, took him to Jamba Juice, got him something, something, and then took him to the beach. And her story was that she let him go in the water. He had he had floaties on. She, he wanted his floaties off. She took his floaties off. She laid out in the sun and let a six-year-old go out in the water by himself. And then she said that when she saw him, that he was flailing for help. So she goes out there to help him. And she said he was like neck deep, which, you know, they did all the measurements of the, of the water. So he had to be like a football field out in the water to be that far deep. So, cause it was a shallow beach. And then she said that she couldn't find him and then she saw him floating. And so I don't know if you know anything about drowning, but you don't float, you sink for a couple of days and then you float. But then she... that she got him she put him in the car and drove him to the hospital but the evidence showed that she folded all her towels and everything back up she took his earplugs out and put them back in the little case and and there was a guy that saw her at the beach whenever she left and she rolled the window down and smiled and waved goodbye to him i mean it's just it's crazy
2: Wow. Had, like, uh,
0: someone testified that everything that she said couldn't be true because where she said she found him, the tide was going the other way that day. And it was just crazy.
2: I, I just don't know what to say.
0: I mean, there's not there's not a lot to say. I just told you I'd knock your socks off with that one.
2: Yeah, you did. No, I mean, it's just it's heartbreaking.
0: And I, I think that she just didn't like the idea that he had a good relationship with his son. I yeah. think she was jealous. She never admitted to that, but she was searching online on how to have a baby after 40 and like, cause they, you know, they confiscated her stuff.
2: Oh yeah. Wow. Well, I just don't know what to say about our little episode here other than thank you for being a guest and sharing your story with us and letting people know, Hey, read about Nacho and start the Nacho Kids Method straight out of the gate to help them.
0: Yes, absolutely.
2: Thanks. And you have a great day.
0: All right. Bye-bye.
2: Bye-bye. David, when I was interviewing her and she told me that she had been married to her first husband for 28 years, I think, why get divorced after that long? She had good reason. And especially considering two separate counselors told her to leave. (laughs) Wow. You know, we try really hard not to tell people to leave unless, of course, there's abuse or things of that nature. Mm -hmm. But to say you need to leave just because your significant other doesn't parent like you think they should, it's not a good idea. No. Because you will more than likely end up in another blend and deal with the same issues. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, sometimes people, when they can't offer you a solution, they default to that. And it's easy to give somebody that advice because it doesn't affect your life.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So just keep that in mind when people say that to you.
2: They don't have to deal with the consequences. That's right. It's easy to throw rocks at a glass house. That's not a saying, is it? It's pretty much easier to throw rocks at any house. Pretty. No, it says don't throw rocks <laughs> at a glass house. <laughs> so you, you know live, what If you live in a glass house, don't throw rocks. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. <laughs> no, it's always easier to sit on the outside and judge it's than it is. easier to
1: throw rocks from the outside of the house.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you live in a glass house, don't throw rocks on the inside or the outside. <laughs> yep. It's been one of those days, folks. <sighs> oh, and... I apologize for the quality of this interview because this is one of the ones that Zoom messed up on me and put everybody on one track. And so I have a little bit of us overlapping in our speaking. Yeah, it's almost like you were there. Almost. All right, I'm done, David. Very good. All right, folks, join us next week. And we will talk about some other stuff that you might want to hear about. (laughs) 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 But until then, remember...